Welcome back to the Fearless as Fuck podcast. I am Christina Lauren, your host. I am so excited to be bringing on my coach from Team Dominate, Nathan Harewood. He resides in Canada and he is a three-time award-winning WBFF coach of the year. He also has a lot of other credentials I will let him tell you about, but I am really excited to be bringing him on the show because not only is he one of the most confident people I've ever met, he is my coach and has changed my life in so many ways. We are going to be talking a lot about what it really takes to be successful, not only on the competitive stage, but in life in general today. It is a you versus you mentality, and Nate has really made that clear to all of his competitors and those he has coached over his 22 years of experience. We are also going to be talking about some of the hardships, roadblocks, and things that have gotten in the way of the competitive industry, the fitness industry during COVID, and what it has taken for us all to pivot and take 2020 as a huge lesson and become the most successful versions of ourselves possible on and off the stage. So excited to welcome Nathan. Sit back, grab some pre-workout because I'm about to bring a whole lot of energy to the podcast. Okay, we're ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm fired up. I'm fired up. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Fearless As Fuck podcast. Today, I am very excited and also very nervous because I have my boss, I would say, here for a podcast. His name is Nathan Harewood. He goes by Nate, also Team Dominate, one of the WBFF competition teams, He is one of the best coaches ever, and I'm not just saying that because he's my coach, just because he is a badass and just an overall awesome human. I want to take a second to let him introduce himself and tell you a little bit about who he is. What is up? What is up? What is up? (laughs) Do you see this energy already? Trading places. (laughs) Trading places. Oh, snap. I like this side of the fence. I don't know if I do. I'm nervous. (laughs) All I got to do is talk, right? All I got, and then there's no edit. It's just talk, tell <laughs> stories, answer questions. I love it. Sip on some drink, and we're good to go. I mean, I'm guilty as charged. I've been in the fitness industry actually for, this is my 22nd year. Damn. Um, coming up to my 22nd year in the industry. And I mean, it has changed. It started, you know, I was a personal trainer at a small, well, it's a big gym. It was called World Health Club uh, for three years. And I don't really like having a boss. So I kind of, within the first three years, I ended up um, opening up my own gym, started my own gym. Me and a couple of buddies went in together and started that. That was a life, life learning cycle. Um, competed for a few years, see what that was like, because my background was actually high performance athletics. It was track and football. Um, being Canadian, it was super neat being invited to, you know, University of Michigan and having scouts. So you're, you know, getting on that path to go to the States. Yada, 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 didn't happen. I'm here 21 years day, 21 years later, and it's been great where I've been with the WBFF uh, hosting their shows, one of their major judges, MC of the show, and also the coach. Three-time international coach of the year with over 50 world titles and over 400 amateurs turned pro. So what are you saying so- is he's the shit, you guys? I'm just saying. <laughs> I like, I, you know, I love, I love to work. And I think that's the thing where people are like, who are you? I'm like, pe- to describe Nathan, he's a hustler and he's a workaholic. Like he's always working on something. I am, I love to work 5 a.m. till 8 p.m. I'm still going those hours 20 years later. I don't work Sundays, but that's different. But other than that, no, I love what I do. And it's amazing to be able to, um, you know, wear some athletic clothes and get paid for it. So it's, and change bodies. I mean, it's all about changing bodies. I love that. And also too, just, I mean, you guys can already get an idea of why I love Nate just from his energy here. He has been one of the most inspiring people in the fitness industry that I've come across, not, and not even just as an athlete, but as somebody who likes to help others and make people better. And he's done so many things for me along my own fitness journey to get me out of funks, but then also to remind myself that I am going to be my own worst enemy if I don't just own up and show up for myself. So it's been a really cool journey having Nate as a coach. Um, one thing I did want to ask you is why did you choose the WBFF as the industry to work with or not the industry to work with, but the federation to work with? 
Um, I mean, I was, I did do my show circuit and I did do, you know, the, I was with the IFBB, you know, the Ar Arnold Amateur and the NPC. And then in Canada, we have a bunch of other letters that are connected to the IFBB. I, I went down that route and everything was, you know, it's, I never wanted to be that guy on the Olympic stage. And the WBFF first started. And of course, we saw the poster in our city. They were having a, a, a local show. I was curious, you know, you kind of see the girls in gowns, you see the theme wear, and you have to think about that. 12, 13 years ago, the only categories they had, they had was uh, bikini. That's a lie. They had fitness, <laughs> they had figure, and they had bodybuilding. For men, or like for women, that was it. There was figure, there was bodybuilding, and then there was fitness where they actually did those 60 to 90 second routines. So all of a sudden we see this poster where these girls are in gowns or in these costumes. Of course, we have an opinion of it because it's different where, you know, we're used to, you know, wearing those fanny packs and you have the tank top stringers and you're sitting there grubby. Right. And it's just like how big you can make yourself look in the chair. So this was very different. Um, and so when I messaged Paul and I'm like, what's the show about? And what's, you know, I'm a trainer around. I've been training some people, doing some workshops and seminars. And he said, hey, come and watch the show and see what it's about. And I went and watched the show and I was, I met him after and I'm a, wow, this is completely different. And the quality of physiques were a lot better than what I thought. Right. Uh, Cause you see a lot of different federations come in, they come and go. And I, it instantly, I knew that it was different. And that's when I started saying, wow, different is good. You know, Paul's coming from the IFBB and now he's creating his own corporation where, Wow. For him to go from what he yo knows to where he is now, there has to be something behind it. So I decided to jump on the train and start training people for it. Um, you know, still so I was a contract trainer at that point. I didn't have my gym anymore. And it was it was rewarding where you could actually start to pose how you want. Right. It wasn't exactly the biggest body. It wasn't the best body. It was the complete look where the look was more attainable. So it, I instantly thought, wow, I can get more clients because what girl wants to be figured nowadays? Hardly any. What girl wants to be a female bodybuilder? Even less. What girl's doing the fitness routine where they have to be, you know, in great shape with hardly any food and bounce around for 90 seconds showing strength and flexibility? The category itself died. Sounds exhausting, right? so honestly. I, it, it, it was unbelievable to train somebody to get ready for a show where you feel like garbage. But now you have to go on stage for 90 seconds and a little costume and perform gymnast like a gymnastics routine for 90 seconds. They're intense, too. And whoo, they're so and intense. <laughs> oh, man. Like you just you just it was it was very entertaining, but it was very, very hard for girls because they didn't have flexibility or a gymnastics background. There wasn't really a place for them. Right. So it was nice to work with Paul. And, you know, as we started traveling, because I was traveling, doing workshops and stuff. So a lot of the shows that they were having, I was already there doing workshops. So I got to do some judging. And the more that I learned about it, the more I realized that this was a change that the industry needed. It wasn't a solution for everyone. Right. But it was a solution for some people that didn't fit what was available to them. So it was just, it was a natural no brainer for me where the look that I was creating, because I like to train people very athletic with a cosmetic twist. Mm -hmm. It was creating a look that was being very successful in the WBFF and you know I was just like where my attention is needed is where I'll go and the, it and that's pretty much it is the WBFF was just growing it was booming and I was getting great success and I wasn't competing anymore I retired from shows so it was just a natural progression for my businesses is working into an industry where I like the look to create versus having to create a look that you don't really like. Right. That's awesome. And that was one thing that really made me drawn to the WBFF too, were the bodies and the overall look of the competitors. For me specifically, I wanted to do it more as a competitive. It was more of a competitive idea for me because I've been on stage my entire life and I like being on stage. I like performing and I never wanted to get into bodybuilding as far as competing because I didn't like the way they posed to me personally. Oh yeah. It's like, I just, I just couldn't, I just couldn't do it. And not to knock any competitor or anybody in those organizations, because that is such an insane sport and the people who in it love it and they're amazing at it. But for me personally, I came from a dance background first and foremost. So the way these girls got to strut around stage and show off their athleticism and their physiques was 
was pretty to me. It was feminine. And then I saw the theme wear and I was like, that's my thing. Like I need to do it. I sold. Just, I'm sold. That girl has wings on and she has a six pack and she just looks like a badass and so confident. And it looked like a body that not stage day maintainable, but it looked like something that was healthy. She didn't look like she was totally just so depleted. She couldn't stand for longer than an hour on stage. You know what I mean? And so that's kind of what drew me to the WBFF. It was glamorous. And obviously coming from dance, that kind of hit home for me. So that's why I wound up in the WBFF. And Nate was referred to me by somebody and he was my first coach. So he took me through my very first prep. My very first prep was actually very short. I kind of did it as like a shotgun idea. I think we prepped for maybe five to six weeks. So it was a little, a little intense, but Nate took me pro my first freaking show. So I was really excited about that. I would, I mean, it's, it's, there's not everybody turns pro their very first time where there's some people that, you know, they're fourth, they're fifth, mm-hmm. they're sixth, they're seventh. They're still, they ha- still haven't gotten that pro status where it is a great honor to get that, you know, that level. And you nailed it where, you know, you having a dance background, you want to have somewhere where it's a gateway where, hey, I'm not dancing as much, but mm-hmm. I still want to be active and still want to be able to perform. Right. And that's where what was available to you at that point. It's great that you had more options. And, you know, some people do love certain looks like, you know, some girls like carrying mm-hmm. more muscle. So naturally, this is a certain place for them where, you know, you hear Paul say this isn't for everybody. Right. And that's you OK. Know, this is not. It's OK. I'm not a coach for everyone. Mm-hmm. I don't want to coach everybody in the world because A, I don't have the time for that. And B, there's it's impossible for me to like everyone in this world. <laughs> so it's, 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 you know, it's, I, it is <laughs> really even real. Yeah. It, I mean, I mean, yeah, there's uh there's, there is a, a list, not an actual physical list, but I mean, I don't get along with everyone and not every client I've had. We don't have that synergy where it's a not a match. client. It's not a match. It's all about synergy and trust. And, you know, that's where a lot of people forget where a coach, some coaches do the math. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did it when I first started. And, you know, I think I think back then it was the peak that you were charging was around $55 an hour. And we got paid $15 of it. So $40 of an hour, $40 of each hour goes to the gym. Mm-hmm. So to where it is now where, you know, people are charging $120, $150 an hour, it has totally changed. But people do the numbers saying, well, if I want to make 10 grand a month, I need to train so many clients per day and I have to do this, where now you're chasing that number. Right. Where you're going to find that you won't be fulfilling because as soon as you pick that number, I need $10,000 a month. That has nothing to do with how many people you want to help. It has nothing to do with changing people's lives. You're chasing a number for an income. It's volume. Which some business, it makes sense. It's volume, but to get that volume, you have to be willing to step on people, leave people behind. It's whatever it takes. Right. But if you have it, hey, you know what? I want to be the best thing in someone's life. I want to be the best moment in someone's life. I want to change people's lives. I'm passionate about helping. The money will be the side effect. Right. And that's a difference where people as now, which how many trainers there are out there, people can tell a con artist where you're oh, just yeah. chasing money. 100%. Oh, they're everywhere. Oh, it's like oh. every third account is a, is a catfish. <laughs> I know. It's oh, terrible. yeah. Oh, I want to show I'm a coach. Oh, my God. I read um, fitness, fitness and health magazine. Oh, I'm a coach. Yeah. Right? Everyone, everyone has a booty program. Yeah, that's exactly it. Everybody and, and bands. And that's where it's been very diluted. But the thing that people see is stop chasing money mm-hmm. and create a passion for what you do. And the money will show up because the first month, the first six months, the first three years, five years, eight years where you aren't making six figures. You're going to get demotivated. You're going to get you you're going to get sad. It's not. And easy. I don't know. It isn't easy. I know very the amount of coaches legitimately that make over six figures a year, I could probably count on two hands. And I'm like, it can happen for some. It's not going to happen for many. It's just like winning a show. Right. You went pro right off the bat, right? That doesn't happen for many, mm-hmm. but it happened for you because you had the right mindset. You were ready for it. It's You're possible. hungry for it. It is possible. You didn't go in saying, oh, I'm going to become the world champion this year. Yeah, no, not You haven't even, even close. stepped on stage yet. Not <laughs> I close. hear it. Oh, I hear it. I had a I had a client 
um, say, oh, I'm going to be the next world champion. Okay. Have you competed? No. Hmm. Have you ever followed a diet? No. Okay. So in the next six months, you're going to turn pro and you're going to become the next world champion. Yep. So what are you going to do to get there? (laughs) I don't know what her plan was, but when she got the diet and the training plan, which wasn't that bad, she lasted three weeks and decided that ice cream and pizza on the weekends was more important. Yeah. So that actually takes me into a really good question I had for you because I'd love to hear it from your perspective on like what it actually takes to be a successful competitor. Oh, you know, if you would have asked me ah, three months ago, I would have probably given you a different answer. Um, That's interesting. That's not that long ago. It is. (laughs) No, it's not. And it's only because what I found is even over this past year and a half of worldwide complications, we'll call it, um, a lot of people's mindsets were not in the right place where, and I, and I was sitting there, you know, kind of picking up my plans and, you know, figuring out where I wanted to take my business here in the next following years. And I realized, you know what? It isn't nutrition. It isn't training because we all have a fridge. We all have a grocery store where we have the choices to make the right choices in food. And we have a fridge that will store the food we buy. And we have a gym that has all the equipment we need. So it isn't nutrition. It isn't training. It's a hundred percent mindset. If you don't have the mental fortitude to say that I choose not to eat this food or I chose this journey, this goal, I accept all the complications that comes with it and I won't blame anyone else for my own choices where you never hear that. Mm -hmm. And that's where my answer is, what's it take to do well on stage to reach your goal? It's all mindset. If your mind isn't ready, there's nothing you can do. There's no coach, there's no program, there's no grocery store, there's no lifestyle of um, following someone else's footsteps, you will not get there because it is how many times we're able to not give in to temptation, but also create new lifestyle habits. Because again, what is it? 3% of the world actually makes it on stage and makes it to the top five. Yeah. And that's when it comes down to, I believe, discipline over motivation, because you can even be the most motivated person, but if you can't be disciplined, it's not going to work. And I've had to learn that lesson myself a few times. Oh, yeah. yeah like discipline. <laughs> well, and people, and it's, it's the same thing. Like discipline is a mental mindset. Going to the gym and pushing yourself as hard as you can is a mindset thing. Yeah. You know, the post-workout shake. For me, for me, gas stations are dangerous because there's so many yum yums in there where you know you 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 go ahead and you you get your gas and then you know you're looking around yeah you're like oh there's a sale two for a dollar well let me get a couple right and then and that's for me it was always the grocery i mean sorry the, the gas station when i should be saying no so i naturally started paying at the pump but it's it's figuring out solutions to where you're weak work on it until you're strong enough to face them but also be realistic with your expectations and lifestyle where majority of people don't have the time needed to make it to that level. You just have Mm -hmm. to be realistic as well as what you're available to give up because you do have to make sacrifices. Right. And I think you really do have to recognize like what you're saying, like what your weaknesses are and make those decisions for yourself to adjust your lifestyle. So you don't be faced with these temptations in those times. I know myself, I had to really stop like, I had to, there was a time where I was postmating all of my groceries because I would go into Trader Joe's and there are so many fucking snacks in that place. And I, I was weak and I, and I felt guilty for a while because I was like, I don't want to call myself weak. That was actually kind of just self-sabotaging. And I didn't like to have that negative verbiage like all the time about myself. But I just realized that that was a little bit of a difficulty for me and a little bit of a soft spot. So I would make adjustments so I wouldn't have to be faced with those things. And then I adjusted it into not having those snacks in my house whatsoever. So I was never tempted to go do that, if that makes sense. So that was something that I personally had to adjust. So there are ways to do it. But like you're you're saying, you're absolutely right. If your mindset isn't strong and you're not, building that confident mindset and that disciplined mindset for yourself, it's not going to happen because no one's going to do it for you. You can't pay someone to fix your mindset. You can pay someone to coach you, 
And, you know, someone like myself who works with mindset coaching with people now, which is so ironic because I'm the coach I needed for mindset back then, (laughs) but that's where you came in. But, you know, you can tell somebody over and over and over again the keys to success and what they need to do. But until that person makes a decision that it's really me versus me right now, and unless I get my shit together, I'm not going to achieve what I want to achieve. Yep. It's, it's know your why. Yeah. Like, what are you doing it for? And it's, and if you have to be realistic with your why, if your goal, let's say, because we're talking about competing, Mm -hmm. hey, guess what? I'm going to become a world champion. I'm going to become a sponsored athlete. I'm going to have a supplement company and I'm going to have my own clothing company. Okay, good. You have goals, you have dreams, but what's your steps to make all of that happen? Right. If your first answer is, I don't know, then you know what? You, your why is wrong. If somebody in the first question I asked somebody on a consult, what's your why? Do you want to become the number one physique for the WBFF in the world? Or do you want to become the best version of yourself? Mm-hmm. Because it's two different looks. If you want to become the world champion, what you want no longer matters. You now have to create what they want. You are not going to change their mind on the look they want. Because, because there's again, a standard. There's a standard and Paul's been in the industry for, you know, 30 years and he knows and Allison knows the look they want. There's no look they haven't seen. So a lot of people step on stage their best, but they can't figure out why they haven't done well. I'm like, it's because you're trying to become the best version of yourself, trying to change Paul and Allison's or the owner of the, you know, the federation or corporation, the look they want. It, you won't. You have to create a look that they want, they need in order to be successful. Right. And that's, that's where people get confused, where their why is just either because they want to try to make it force themselves to lose weight, or they want to become uh, revenge on the X, or they believe they deserve to be the world champion because of the followers they have. But those aren't whys. Those are no. excuses. Yeah. Right. It's also, it not so- very, <laughs> it's also not very authentic to me no. as well. And that's what's frustrating when people do it for the wrong reasons. And that's another thing too. And I know, especially as a beginning competitor, it was really hard for me to wrap my head around certain things as I'm sure it would be for anybody. When it comes to having a standard of what a look is like in certain divisions for competitions, people get really hard on themselves when they lose. And yeah, and that's like, it's kind of tricky for a few different reasons. One, because it plays a really fucked up game with your head if you aren't going back to what we we're talking about, mentally strong and self-aware and just fucking aware of yourself. You can really get caught up in the rejection or the misunderstanding of why you didn't win when you really have to take into consideration that there is something that these people are looking for. And yeah, there's something they're, they're looking for, and it's very specific. I don't even think they know what it is. Some, <laughs> sometimes I don't I, know if they do. They're just we're like, what are you, what, why are you doing this? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so you just invested, you know, a large investment of your savings, or you worked hard it's expensive. in order to feel, it's expensive. And, and then I'm like, why? I don't know. Okay. But that's where I'm you'll like, never succeed as far as you want if you really don't know. And I think what you're getting as that goes back to really knowing what your why is and having it be a very authentic why. Because if you are sure of your why, you will not be disappointed. Well, here's a fun twist. Think about it this way. Think about it this way. Putting a scenario out for you, let me know what you think. <laughs> so 2019, not that long ago, 2019 and before, how many people, you might even be included, I'm even included, said, oh, man, what it would be like if I didn't have to work, I had no job, and all I had to do was train and look good. Mm-hmm. We just had 18 months of that <laughs> where most of us, you know, we had no job. Sure, some of us didn't have a gym, but you didn't say you needed a gym. Right. You know, you didn't have a job. You had more than enough time on your hands. You had more than enough solutions. And how many people gained the COVID-20, COVID-19, you know, whatever they want to say, how many pounds they get, how many people didn't go to the gym? And I'm like, you got everything you asked for and you still aren't in shape. So your excuse of saying, I wish was only an excuse because you got it and you still didn't do it. So it's neat where this past, 
year and a half has really called people out to see how passionate they are um, for, for, you know, in tough times. I didn't stop working. I worked harder mm-hmm. when I could, you know, when I had more time. My fitness, it kind of took a background, but I justified it. I said, look, Nate, you've been training for 20 years. You take six to seven months off. We're just staying healthy and fit. Right. When you're ready, you'll come back. But it's, yeah, it's neat to see how people that say, oh, I wish I would have. You're still at home, man. You I ain't know. done a damn thing in a year and a half and you ain't got no job. Yeah. You can't even do a push up. And and a lot of them will make up excuses as well as, you know, well, I didn't I didn't have access to a gym or I don't like working out at home. I'm like, OK, well, neither do I. Neither do I. And in the very beginning of COVID, I definitely I definitely took some time off, too. I vegged out on the couch. I was like, this is kind of nice. I don't have to do shit right now. But then I realized, like, oh, crap, this isn't ending anytime soon. And a lot of people were like, well, I'll just wait for this to be over. Not uh, not really taking into account that this was going to last as long as it did. So and oh, my God, look, here we still are. It's it's a year later and we're starting to get back to normalcy. And, you know, people I don't know. I, I just heard every excuse in the book and it, it was hard for me because I have, I'm a very empathetic person. And I have a lot of sympathy for people and I can understand mental struggles because I've gone through my fair share of them. Actually pre COVID, it was 2019 for me that I had my mental battles and then leading into 2020, but then 2020 came for me. And personally, I got hit so hard because my job as a hairstylist was gone. My job as a bartender was gone. And for some fucked up reason, I couldn't get a dime of unemployment money, a dime. It was just caught up in, it was so confusing because I filed in two different states. I filed wrong. I was an independent contractor here, but a, but a W like a W2 employee here. And so long story short, I had to fucking figure it out. And it wasn't until my back was up against the wall that I had to pivot in my career and in my own personal development as far as mental and physical struggles. So I made it work. I just made it work. And even when I made it work, I still found excuses where I'm like, I could be getting up earlier, but I'm just not, you know what I mean? So I'm not just, I'm not trying to put myself on a pedestal, but I was trying to inspire my clients who are struggling that, Hey, we're all going through this right now. It's a matter now of what and who, or I'm sorry, what you do and who you are as a person that's going to get you through this. And you have to be stronger than your emotions and you have to get control of your mind. Oh, that mind. They say it's a terrible thing to waste, mm-hmm. but it's also a terrible thing to leave untrained where oh, you nailed God. it. It's like, I find, I, you know, even when some people hit rock bottom mm-hmm. and it's not a bad thing. Sometimes when things are moving so fast uh, for someone in their you know, personal life or business life, you don't really have time to build that fun foundation underneath you. So you always have something to stand on. Right. So the faster you're moving, you're almost just going with it, but you're not actually planning anything below. And then all of a sudden things turn mm-hmm. and you don't feel grounded. You don't feel you're like, oh, wow, I really should have done these steps before. Right. And then you hit rock, as we call rock bottom or mm-hmm. what we feel rock bottom, where our foundation may be. But it's OK, because now we have something to stand on and start moving forward with. Right. And it's where people are like, oh, man, I'm at rock bottom. I'm like, good job. Like, what do you Welcome. mean? Good job. I mean, you're at rock bottom. <laughs> you're still alive. You're still hungry. You still want to get better. And you're able to realize that I'm not in a good place. Yeah. I said, now you're ready to stand. And like you said, pivot and now make that change versus if you're floating, you can't do anything. You're no. just, you're just, you're going just like with grasping it, right? for something to hang on to. Something, Liter- someone, something. Some, like, literally, <laughs> literally. Right. Like you get that like from that person. You're like, yes. Oh, yes. my God. And then you realize it was their, you know, their media company. And they're like, ah, and yeah. then you're falling again. Right. It's so truth. you have to create your own foundation. Don't rely on someone else's success to pull you up where they can. Mm-hmm. But as they're pulling you up, build your foundation underneath you. So if something changes, you're still standing where they left you. Right. And it's it's so hard this day and age because we want everything now. Mm-hmm. Like what's that instant gratification? instant like it's just oh i put a post out how come i don't have three thousand followers and then they get discouraged and then they quit and then i mean you're not going to get anywhere faster that you want to be by stopping or by slowing down or not but not by slowing down because you have to pace yourself like you said if you're just going 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 you're not taking into consideration the things that you have to pay attention to like your mental health and your well-being because like you said you're going to lose that and you're going to lose your footing and you're going to have nothing there and yep. I definitely and experienced that myself. And I, you witnessed it. 
I think we all do. We mm-hmm. all do. Like, and some people are in denial. I've been through it a couple of times. Like, you know, my sporting career, I got in two car accidents. All of a sudden, you know, your mind's thinking, okay, I'm going to the States. I'm going to make something happen. Two car accidents hits. You're now the doctor says, hey, if you get another accident, you can be paralyzed from the neck down. What do you do? Today, I woke up going to a tryout for junior football. And by lunchtime, I was told that I have severe, you know, spinal injury in my muscles and my, in my, in my joints. And one more accident, I could have permanent, you know, I could be paralyzed. Mm. What do you do? And you're like, oh, wow. It's like okay. a crossroad okay. for sure. Yeah, you're, you're like, you're just, you're just hoping. You know, first thing you do, you know, I was young then. So, mom, dad, what do I do? And they're like, I, I, what do you want to do? What do you mean, what do I want to do? And they just said, you know, now is your time. Like, what do you want to do? You have nothing in front of you. So that means you can create anything in front of you and now just go for it. And that's how I kind of got into this, where training was going to be a six-month job. I told my mom, give me six months. Let me enjoy this track suit and pants kind of thing <laughs> and, uh, and sneakers. And then I'm going to get a real job because our city was, well, it was oil and gas. And I said, you know, six months, I will get a real jobby job. A and, jobby you know, job. <laughs> over the real, tw- over 20 years later, you know, I, I, I got new clothes, but I'm still wearing the track suits and the sneakers. And you know what? My mom says, when's the oil and gas job coming? It's not. It's not. No, it's I'm I'm pretty secure where I'm at not right now, but it's it is neat how to see how people handle um, obstacles. You know, adversities. It's so easy to look for that easy button. It's so easy to find that easy button, but easy doesn't mean you're moving forward. And it's not fulfilling at the end of the day. No, it's really not. No, there's so many cliches. What teach a man to fish? He'll uh, what give a man a fish? He'll eat for a day. Teach a man to fish? He'll eat forever. Kind of thing. There's so many cliches about that. Um, but they, they're true. They're true. Yeah. Now, do you feel like, and I know you've said, you've said this to me. So quick, quick rundown on how this happened. But after my first show with Nate, I was really inspired, but then I also went through the highs and lows of what it was like competing and going into an off season, realizing what I needed to work on and then adjusting back to normal life. And so that took a little while. And then we prepped for my first pro show. Did the pro show realize that my body was more fit or the fitness division. We came in, I came in a little hard. The way my body was developing and also the way I liked to train was just not fitting the standards of the bikini division anymore. anymore. So we decided to start training for another division. So started that and then I went into, I would say this is like the last half of 2019. I started going into, I don't want to say depression. I don't want to call it that, but I was struggling mentally really bad for a lot of personal reasons. And then that led right into COVID. So I had started to try to prep for this show with Nate and I, I hate saying can't, but I couldn't get a fucking grip. And for someone like myself, this was so frustrating because I didn't understand what was going on with me. I had the instructions. I had the food. I had the gym. I had everything I needed, but I couldn't get it together. And I was starting to feel so embarrassed because I would go to do my check-ins with Nate. And I was like, I fucked up again, again, and again. And then COVID happened and that took a turn. So we obviously stopped prepping for the show. But what was interesting, and this is when I realized that my mindset was not as strong as I needed it to be. And something was going on with me was that I didn't really have to stop getting coaching just because I wasn't competing for a show. I still had goals, but my why was not there. I couldn't figure out what I was doing or why I was truly doing it. And that in turn was keeping me from actually achieving my goals, following direction, staying on track, staying consistent. And I started spiraling. And I won't get into why this was happening to me on my personal level, but I was not in a good place mentally at all. And I couldn't get it together. And I kept messaging Nate every once in a while to check in and just tell him where I was. But I also was embarrassed to kind of tell him where I was mentally because I couldn't own it. I couldn't own that I was fucking struggling. And that was a really hard thing for me. And in that season of 2020 global fucking pandemic, I had to get really real with myself and it forced me to sit with myself. And for those of you who haven't done that, it's a very hard thing to do and actually like look yourself in the mirror and be like, I'm fucking up or like, I'm not in a good place. What do I need to do to get out of it? So what actually helped me was coaching my own clients because I was like, wow, I know what to do. I'm telling them what to do. I'm telling them all the tools. I need to listen to my fucking self. And so I had to have some like really hard heart to hearts. So 
life changed again for me. I want to say four to five months ago, very, very severely in the best ways and in the worst ways. I grew up a lot really quick in a few months and I reached out to Nate and I got really honest with him and I told him about what was going on with me for the last year and where I was mentally, why I was struggling. I admitted to my rock bottom, like completely and a hundred percent. And Nate was like, welcome. <laughs> it was okay, that, I'm like, <laughs> you're like, I just poured out my soul. This guy said one word, welcome. He, That's my thing. Yep. Yeah. And you know what was crazy is this was, that was the most feedback I had gotten from him in the, then in that last year, I think because I got real freaking honest and I was like, I, and I think he saw that as a place where, okay, you ready to rebuild. And I was like, damn, like, why didn't you say this to me months ago? And I just probably, he probably knew that I just wasn't there and in that space, but he could see that I was ready. So we started to do like a pre prep because the next show I'm going to be competing in is Worlds and it's not until August of 2020 of this year. So we're kind of far out, but we started to prep and get myself ready to be in that prep mode. And I cannot even tell you guys just from the mindset mindset shifts I've had and removing myself from toxic environments and a few other things, I everything changed. I am now like capable of doing all these things. I'm like why was why couldn't I just do this back then? But I've had to sit and realize it. It really is just you standing in your own goddamn way and not getting honest with yourself. And I remember after I kind of got into, I want to say it was like two or three weeks of prepping with Nate again and being consistent. He jumped on a phone call with me randomly and it was one of the most impactful phone calls I've had. And I'm not even sure why you did it or took the time just to have this conversation with me but it was so inspiring. And that's another reason why I wanted to bring him on this show was because some of the stuff that he told me about really hit home for me. And one of the things was like, you don't see your own potential, Christina. And I was like, fuck, (laughs) what? And so, and I, and I wanted to ask you, Nate, like, I'm sure you've gone through these struggles with other, other competitors in your 22, I wanted to say years of experience. I feel like there's a lot of people you probably deal with that are standing in their own way. COVID or not? I think I think most people um, will always put an excuse in front of their potential success. Mm-hmm. Probably, I mean, it's there's probably some type of official psychological reasoning behind right. it, but a lot of it comes down to: Are they ready to handle that level of success? That's so and interesting. It, it's scary, right? It's it's so scary where. You know, if all of a sudden you're given a position where you are going to change people's lives from around the world, or you're going to have a job where you're going to be responsible for thousands of people, the mindset behind it is the first thing we want to say is no, because we're now having the responsibility to others. But it's easier to say no to ourselves than it is to others, where you'll see a lot of people, they'll say yes to everybody else. But when it comes to saying yes to themselves, it's so difficult because now they've committed themselves versus before, oh, today's not the day because um, it was snowing. Mm-hmm. Or I had a buddy that wouldn't work out be- if it was raining. And I said, look, I get it. We all have excuses. We all like to guard ourselves from success. But I want to ask, why not? Right. Like, like why, why not, not me? now? If I. Like, yeah. What, okay. Six months ago, if I gave you this opportunity and you could compete and be a world champion, would you do it? Yep. Okay. Well, why haven't you started six months later? So then what you, then that's what you have to do is start getting people to start realize, Hey, it's, it is me, but don't think of the, you know, I'm going to become a world champion. Think about things that you have to correct. Like as soon as you're done your show or your goal or your transformation, grab a piece of paper. This isn't it, <laughs> but grab a piece of paper and write down, and be real with yourself or do it as you're going. All the things that you could have done better. Yeah. And you might have a list of 30 where you're like, wow, I looked this good and I did that bad. Or you're going to be like, wow, I see why I didn't look good. But then you take that list of 30 and like next time I'm doing 25, mm-hmm. I'm going to make myself better. I'm only going to get 25 errors in my 16 week prep or my transformation. Then you start writing it down. You're like, ooh, getting a 10. I got to start owning my shit. I'm getting worse, right? And that's why is also being able to monitor where we're all or none. Nobody diets perfect. But if you have, again, like I said, 30 errors, this time we're going to go to 20. After 20, after your next show, your, your goal you reach, now go to 10. Because now you're slowly progressing yourself 
he's getting mentally stronger mm-hmm. because now you can see, oh, wow, when I work this much harder, I get this much more in return. Right. You're checking Versus things off the list. You check it off. And if because people go to the gym hard for a week and they look in the mirror and say, oh, I don't look better. I quit. Well, it, it, yeah. It took you 10 years to look bad and you expect to look good in one week. It's not going to happen. Right. So it's it's not going to happen. So it's, it's a lot. It's all progressive where don't try to be a perfect person dieting. Be a person that is honest and do your best to each week do better. And that's when you're going to find that progress. Don't think of the end goal. Make small little steps each day. Every day is day one. Right. You wake up. As soon as you wake up, have I cheated on my diet? Nope. Have I missed a cardio session? Nope. Have I missed the gym? No. Have I missed out on my water? No. You wake up, you're at ground zero. Mm -hmm. You create that whole day the best you can. And then you go to sleep. You wake up. Say, okay. I can do this better today. And then you make that day a little bit better. And that's what the steps are to becoming the best version of yourself. But nobody wants to do it. And that's no the wants frustrating to do the work. Yeah. And like you said, I, holding yourself accountable too, and documenting as silly as some people might think it is documenting your progress, celebrating your wins and realizing you're doing better and better is building that mental strength. And it's building that confidence because whether you are consciously looking at it or subconsciously, you are witnessing yourself tackling things that you may have not tackled in the past and doing them better and better. It's like those, I don't want to say it's a quote, but it's like you really have to like look back and see where you're at today. And remember the day that you wished you were in the space that you were in now, like Remember, I remember when I wished I had the body I had now, but here I am today being like, oh God, I'm not doing so great. And I'm like, wait a second. I did document this. And I was like, there were days where I couldn't get my ass to do five days of cardio. And now here I am getting up at 6am, knocking them out. Like that was a step in the right direction. And it's building my mental strength. Now I'm a more confident person. And that more confident person is going to be able to execute everything they need to execute that much better because they're that much more confident in themselves hundred percent and i mean even as a coach and i mean this come come across rude or not it is what it is is as a coach even when my when i'm coaching other coaches how to you know up their game and consults and you know with client retention and stuff is only train a client for as smart or as far as they're willing to go Mm -hmm. and then you get to see if they're hungry because what will happen sometimes when you have a client you want to prove to them how good you are right but They're not coming to you to hear about how good you are. They're coming to you for you to help them. So then I'm always like, okay, these, you know, um, I'm going to say Shailene. I don't know. I don't know a Shailene. So Shailene, (laughs) um, it's hard to pick random names that is not a client. He's like, oh, he's talking about, he's talking about me. That son of a, I told him not to tell nobody. No. So Shailene, oh, you know, is, is she's, she's going to the gym, but she's not really training that hard. You see it on Instagram where she's not pushing the weights. She's cheating on her diet. That tells me that she's not ready. If I start giving more pressure and pressing, uh, pushing on her, she's obviously going to push back. Mm-hmm. So then I just slowly progress. Okay. Yeah. You had a bad week next week. Try to do this. Right. Versus some people were like, when you, when you sent me that message, I knew you were ready for change. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, you're now going to get the next level of coaching. Yeah, let's fucking go. Because, <laughs> yeah. So let's go. Like I'm ready. And you're like, I'm good. I'm like, okay, great. She's hungry for more. I'm going to give her more. If you give me a hundred, I'm going to give you one Oh five. If you mm-hmm. give me 30, I'm going to give you 20. And that's just what my coaching is. I'm not here to babysit. I'm here to work with people that are eager, even though they, they have a bad it. week. They're more about let's find me a solution versus just hiding in their little burrows of excuses. So it's, I always say only push people as far as they're willing to be. And if they're not ready yet, don't push them. You're a support system. You Mm -hmm. aren't part of the destruction system. You're part of the construction system. I love that. That's awesome. Now, do you feel like there are a lot of people who deal with getting pushback from people in their lives when they're trying to better themselves And maybe they're the kind of people that let's say their friends and family don't understand their new journey and it's discouraging for them. Oh, it happened. Oh yeah. (laughs) We, 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 we have the, we have the haters. We have, we have Mm -hmm. the haters. And I mean, there's the fair share of Nader haters out there because you know, you know, the, you know, somebody's partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. And they're like, Hey, let's go eat this. Now Nathan says I can't. (laughs) 
Oh, and so then, I mean, it's 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 always <laughs> a very struggle where I tell people, look, you have to be real, communicate with everyone around you, saying, okay, things are going to be different, but I also blame the person with the goal. Because sometimes right. when they're told, oh, you're going to be miserable, you're going to be grouchy, oh, you're going to be doing this, and you're going to be that, they automatically put those little bookmarks in their head, and it, they have it as a justification. Oh, I was mean to her because I was tired. She should know I'm getting ready for a show. Right. But you chose that show, so that partner shouldn't be the outlet of your frustrations. A hundred percent. And it's that's where people get confused. It's like, listen, you chose the goal. It's not going to be easy. Don't blame others, but also communicate with others with what's going on. Where if you have a boyfriend, girlfriend, you have a meal and say, look, I would love to eat this meal with you. Let's look at the menu to see what we can do. And maybe I can get something and I can join you. But most people, their first thing is I can't because they don't try to find how they could. They just automatically go excuse route. They shut their whole world (laughs) down. (laughs) You won't get it back. It's a two way street. A hundred percent. It it drives me nuts. You cut out really quick. Go have a cheat meal. Take your man out. (laughs) Tell him he's nice. You know, if he wants to get a burger, go get a salad. Like, you don't have to stay home getting prepared. Just prepare, plan, and you can live a somewhat social life and uh, keep a a relationship healthy. Yeah, there definitely is a way. And you, like you said, you just have to really make sure you are finding people who are on your same wavelength and you're communicating and you understand. And I will say there, I don't think I was ever miserable on my prep because of my mindset. I enjoyed every single second of it. I knew why I was doing it. I knew what I was enjoying. Yeah. Were there some days I wanted to cheat so fucking bad? Absolutely. But I knew why I was doing it. So I didn't have a miserable, miserable time on my preps. But there's a lot of people who just do shows because they think they should be doing shows and they really don't want to be doing them. So of course they're going to be fucking miserable. I don't really have a lot of sympathy for that because I'm like, you chose this. You chose it. I mean, look, <laughs> yeah, you, you wanted to look this way. And, you know, it's the same thing as me being a workaholic is I can't complain about, you know, oh, wow, I'm super tired. I have the choice on how much I do and how much I don't work. Right. You right. Do. And it's the same thing for a show is get your c- circle of support. But your circle of support isn't there to be your emotional punching bag. Oh, my God. Thank you, you for saying that. <laughs> It is, it is like when people are like, oh, wow, here's my support team. And I've seen it at so many shows and I'm going to have to say husbands and boyfriends, because I mostly train women, but the husbands and boyfriends, you want to see what they really think. <laughs> Go to the local lounge at the hotel around seven, eight o'clock. Where they're drinking. <laughs> right, right around. And you sit down and you're like, how are things going? They're like, man, I've had enough. <laughs> what? Oh man. I had, she just called me because she's too tired to get the towel in the bathroom because it's dirty. So she wants me to go down to the front desk to bring her up a towel so she can wash her fake hair. And I'm like, what? She needs to and wash so, her but you, it's, I wish I was saying, and then, you know, when, when the show's over, they're like, oh. But then when they don't place, they're like, oh, I got four more weeks of this. Where if the people around you are so miserable and coaches are saying, I will never train another competitor and friends around say, if you compete, I will not be your friend. It's because people turn into monsters where yeah. they think they're superstars. Just because you look good doesn't make you better than oh the person that doesn't look as good as you. Absolutely. And that is show competitor or no show competitor. If your attitude yeah. is ugly, your physique does not mean anything. Leave it on Instagram. That's all you're good for. You're just for, you're good for likes. That's it. That's, you know. It's, it's so gross to me and the for those of you who don't who aren't really involved in social media that much you probably don't see it as often but it's a really ugly thing that has happened in the industry oh it's bad like here's here's a funny example i don't i don't know the guy's name and i don't know who he is um you know you get those dms with uh somebody sends hey you want to make more money Mm -hmm. and so i got one of those and the guy sent me a message and i looked at it and it was a real account and Uh he had a large large following and he's like, can I ask you a personal question? I'm like, yeah, sure, shoot, that's fine, whatever. I'm like, yeah, go ahead. And um, he's like, how many clients do you have? Oh, I get these all the time. I don't know. Like, I'm like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. And he goes, well, how many clients do you have? And I said, well, and I gave the honest answer. I said, I don't focus on a number because I don't want it to overwhelm me. Mm-hmm. I go by how I feel. Like, 
if I'm full, I'm full based on the demands of my clientele at that time. And I said, you know, we have clients in, you know, 11 countries, we have clothing company, we have a spice company. So I don't know how to pick how many clients. And so he goes, well, how much money do you make? And then I was like, I was still sitting back a little bit. This guy had a large following and it was real. Like, yeah, I checked out his likes and stuff like that. And I didn't respond because I was busy doing something else. I'm not really on social media a lot. And he sends me a selfie picture of him with a shirt off flexing. And he goes, waiting for your reply like this with a thumbs up. That is so cringy. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, I, I, I'm like, look, (laughs) I look, I, and I sent him a nice message. I said, you know, I am probably not the person you're looking for. If you're looking for what you're posting on, learn how to make 10 K a month as a coach and as a trainer, it isn't me. Mm-hmm. my business is successful. I'm not needing to learn this side of thing. I have my own coaching school. You might know something that I don't know, but if you need coaches that you're looking for, let me know. Mm-hmm. And I could refer them to you. Right. I got nothing. He ghosted me. And so I sent, I sent a little a line, like waiting on a reply, like, and I sent a little emoji <laughs> with a thumb up right back to him. No picture, nothing. Um, and so I answered, I'm like, so is this how you're going to treat your business? If you don't know how to answer someone's questions, question mark, nothing. Oh, so this is what you're going to teach your coaches on how to become a successful, um, consults and in business owner, no answer. I'm like, there it is. Wow. Right. The guy's relying on his following, sending another man, a topless pic of him That's flexing, so awkward. waiting for a response. Like, like, what, do you, what, do you, what, do you, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? You, is this like a post down? Is this, is this, am I supposed to critique your physique? I didn't know what he wanted. And I was like, man, man, you're a fool. You oh my God. Fool. For those you of you who are not watching, watching this and listening to this, I need you to go watch it so you can see Nathan's example oh. of what this looks like. <laughs> and I, and I, I'm not using his name because he is trying to make his business. He's trying to do his thing. But right. And you can't knock people... someone for hustling. No. I, I hustle, do your thing, but you have to follow through. Right. And just be you know, authentic. Yeah. Just be authentic. Look, man, you're right. Do you know someone else that could make, that's looking to make some money or consults? Yeah, man, I got a list. Right. Uh, you but were no, offering. No, he, he didn't like it. He got his first obstacle that he wasn't used to because he had a large following. He has yeah. all yes men. Right. And it shut him down. Right. Right. So it's just, I, I, yeah, it's funny. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. He won't message me, but yeah. But you know what? Maybe that comment that you gave to him will sit with him and make him think about things differently. You know what I mean? There's always that. There's always somebody who comes along in your life and your career who says something different to you, just like you did to me. Christina, when are you going to stop sleeping on your potential? And I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Okay, okay, Nate. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, and it it happens to me too. Yeah, oh, it happens to everyone. Everyone. A guy humbled me along uh, three weeks ago. He asked me a tough question. Very tough. And he asked me, when is enough enough? Oh, God. <laughs> and I'm like, with what? And he goes, yeah. well, when is enough enough for business where you're at a point where you don't need more? Mm. You have a good life. You now have time to enjoy that life. Mm-hmm. What's your enough point? He goes, because I mean, he's guys very, very successful. He's, he's into seven figures easy. And he goes, my enough point was $300,000 a year. Mm-hmm. He goes, he I'm content. now seven times that. Holy shit. And it's still not enough because, because I didn't decide what enough. I started chasing that money. 300 mm-hmm. was cool. Ooh, what would 400 be like? Right. What would 700 be like? What would be my first million like? And he goes, you know what? I'm no happier at 300 than I am over two. He goes, I just have more responsibilities. I have more bills and I deal with more people trying to steal my money. He goes at 300. I had cars. I had my wife and kids. We had everything we needed. And he goes, I'm going to ask you this. When is your enough enough? And he goes, make it in the sand, draw it. And when you hit that number or that part of success in your business, sit there for a year, enjoy it, see the life it has Mm -hmm. and then decide where I mean, that is like, like I said, like you said, you never know who you're going to run into where, where someone puts you in this place where you're like, wow, I never thought of it, that perspective. Right, and oh. it opens up your mind a little bit as long as you're willing and open to receiving it. You know what I mean? Because if you're yes. not and you're stubborn and you are a know-it-all and you just, you you know, you think you're high and mighty, when people present you with these thoughts, you're not even going to hear it. It's just going to go in one ear and out the other and you're going to miss out on the opportunity to grow. Mm-hmm. Where, 
I don't know why people don't want to grow where someone says, hey, what's new? Nothing. Mm. Or, you know, people say, oh, my God, you've changed. I'm like, dude, it's been 10 years. Yeah, yeah, I, I hope, hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, I mean, it's it's I might look different. Yeah. You know, I might be I might should be acting a little bit different. Maybe. I don't know. I would, but, I would you know, when someone so. says you've changed. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, you haven't. And see, that's and a great the- response sometimes. All no, all the time it's a great response because you're right. You should be changing. You should be growing. You should be elevating. Unless you've changed into Always. somebody who's like a, a a bad person. Okay, yeah, don't go there. Don't change like that. You should be growing and going to the next level, the next tier, the next part of yeah. your life where you're a better, wiser, nicer, kinder, and more successful person than you were before, not the opposite. That's in business and personal, right? Like it's oh, it's, a thousand percent. Some people all love around the board. Yeah. Some people love being in that nine to five. They love sitting in their office. They know their paycheck. They know their benefits. Mm-hmm. They know the retirement plan. They're happy there. There's more to be happy than just business. Like, okay, I I have my dream job. I'm comfortable with what I'm making. I'm good there. Okay, start getting personal growth where now you can start doing things that you enjoy more. Right. And so people would think it's always money, money. I'm like, no, it's also life. Like pick a hobby, do things to get your own personal growth, read books, Ech. Get audiobooks if that's your thing, right? Like it's just, it's it's find something for personal growth because there's nothing better than feeling smarter, mm-hmm. learning something new, getting good at something else that you never thought you could be good at. Challenge yourself that way outside of your own job. Yeah, and you wind up showing up for life so much better like that. I know when I started involving better people into my life and more knowledgeable people, more intuitive people, more confident people, just overall better quality people who were at either a, uh, either at my level or above my level where they're going to help me rise to that, I would find myself being encouraged more even within myself to become a better, more smart person in all areas, which in turn is going to attract more of those kinds of people into your life. And you are overall going to perform better as a human, <laughs> as a human in life and your relationships and your careers and your friendships, you just overall become a better person. And then those people start gravitating toward each other because the people who are at those great levels, they're not going to hang out with people who are negative, who are self-sabotagers, who are in those points of just like either, I just want to stay complacent. I don't really care. I'm good. Like I am like, take it, take it or leave it kind of attitude. Like that's not, I that. Ugh. That's like the the worst thing. Like the people who are like, this is just the way I am. I'm like, ew, like, ew, it's no, yep. stop <laughs> saying that. And that, if that's the case, then get away from me. Like you shouldn't have that. That's not a growth mindset and that's not going to get you anywhere. No, it's, it's, it's not. And it's, you know, it's, I, there's a fine line from love yourself, mm-hmm. but it's also be wary of others. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's part of where, you know, something in the fitness industry that does bug me is how we all hear someone and where we've been in a conversation of whether it's been out of our mouth or into our ears, where someone is maybe at 12, 13% body fat mm-hmm. and they're talking to their guy friend or the girlfriend and in the group talking, oh my God, I'm so fat. I'm so obese. I'm, I'd be embarrassed to be, you know, I can't, I didn't even want to leave the house. Mm but they're talking so loud that there might be a guy or a girl with an earshot that they're at 25, 30%, 18%. And they overhear this conversation. And then, then it hits because negativity sticks the most oh, where it's so they're having bad. a bad day. And they look over at this, this group of guys or girls and saying, wow, I would really love to look like that. They look great. And then they overhear, wow, I'm so disgusting. I wouldn't leave the house. Look how fat I am. Then they then they say, wow, if that's disgusting, what am I, what am I? Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, you sit around it and I, I have been a victim where I've seen um, some of my clients. That was the reason why she got a trainer. She goes, I'm sick of hearing all these fitness girls talk about how fat, bloated, disgusting they lost. Oh, look how fat my butt is. Look how fat my thighs are. And she goes, they look amazing to me. Uh, yeah. And if they're disgusting. She goes, I didn't want to leave the house for a week. It's so sad. And she goes, I, and I was like, wow. So it actually hits you. It doesn't really hit you till you run into somebody that's been a victim of this sort of mm-hmm earshot conversations Mm -hmm. and i'm like you guys have to realize so when i hear it in the gym and people going off i said look if i know them i said take it outside it's okay to have your opinions but don't make other people in the gym trying to feel make themselves feel better feel worse with your perception and then they look at themselves saying wow if i'm not if that's gross what am i right you know it's it's just it's 
It's Watch hard. Watch your mouth. I know. I've had to check myself too, where I've looked in the room. I'm like, oh God. And I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, Christina, there's somebody who would kill to have your physique, who would kill to have your off season physique. Or I've like overheard acquaintances in the industry like, I can't do a photo shoot right now. I'm not shredded. And I'm like, what? You can't. You're you saying you really can't get in a bikini and take photos of yourself because you're not show ready? What does that mean to someone who wants to take photos of themselves just to enjoy taking photos of themselves? And it's, you know what? I get it. We're as competitors and being fitness professionals, we're extra hard on ourselves because we know what we're capable of and we've seen our bodies in those positions. But we have to also be mindful of what is realistic and what's normal, real life. And we have to normalize that side of things too so that the people who are looking up to us in our industry don't look at us like we're total assholes. Like we should be setting that example. (laughs) Fitness, I did a post about that uh, a while ago. I don't, it was a long time ago where I was talking about how there's never been more fitness enthusiasts, fitness coaches, life coaches, personal trainers, whatever, and uh, fitness influencers, whatever it is. There's never been more numbers worldwide That's for how crazy. many people are trying to it's transform so saturated. bodies. But <laughs> obesity, the, the decline of health and sickness has never been higher. So if there isn't, if there hasn't been more of us out in the world trying to help bodies, then why is the rate of obesity, sickness, and the decrease in health so rampant where why we aren't, we're failing? Because what we're doing is becoming a coach to become the best version of someone we're chasing. So, you know, let's say, you know, see a coach or a body, we're like, that's the body we want. But they don't realize that they're missing the mark. They're right. misunderstanding what they should actually be shooting for. And they, I mean, they're just, they're shooting in the dark and it drives me bonkers. Yeah. I feel like we could do an entire podcast on some of these like specific, ep- specific topics we've even like touched on in this episode. Um, but speaking on coaching, I, you had dominate for a while now. Yes. Yeah. Yep. 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 So what does this year in particular, I know you just launched your app, which congratulations. I'm so excited for you. It's such an amazing platform idea. I'm sure a lot of work has gone into that and a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. It's not easy to do what you do or to create something like that. But what does this year look like for you with Dominate and the WBFF in general? Um, yeah, like the, the app just came out and that's the project that I started when, you know, everything got shut down. I'm like, Okay, let's create an app. So literally, like I have my own studio here and I have a core uh, content contributors and other businesses. So we came together and we built this this app with not having to actually go to the gym. We just use content, build content, home gyms and stuff like that. So that was that was a huge milestone for the WBFF and dominate this year. um, We are expanding into Brazil. Uh, We do have a dominate Brazil. I've also changed the slogan where dominate used to be own your gold no excuses Mm -hmm. where it still stands but now it's dominate your health matters i love it where that's where we're at where we're at was you know what i need to start that change where i want to make people's health number one they're still going to reach their goal it may take a little bit longer but they're going to maintain it um so i'm really pushing mainstream health getting people feeling better better get the mindset going uh the wbff we have the very first shows coming up in three weeks so, so there exciting. are you know we have the first pro-am coming up uh vegas in august yeah. bahamas in may so as for the usa we have an action-packed year for the wbff and you know it's paul and allison and his team are doing the best they can based on the limitations they're given by theaters but right uh there's a lot of growth happening even in the wbff and where they're taking things and I think the biggest thing now is I want to try to support as many people as I can in business, either helping them or helping promoting them through our app and just really getting after that mental health and personal health and, you know, help people feel good, look good and be mind strong is where Dominate's going is mainstream health, man, mainstream health. I love it. And that's why I'm so excited. Another reason why I'm excited to be a part of your team because of those specific reasons. And that was also another reason why I shifted my entire business from just fitness and nutrition coaching with my clients to overall health and wellness. 
I personally brought on a registered dietitian to my team and I took on more of the mindset coaching because I realized that was so, so huge. And I overall want to make my clients the best versions of themselves possible from the inside out, not just from the outside. And I'm so excited to belong to a team where I have a coach and a mentor who is right in alignment with that as well. So I'm really excited for this year. I think that not only our team, our individuals, and you and everyone who is involved is going to be so healthy in so many ways and take 2020 as ground fucking zero as the launching pad for transforming not only our bodies, but our minds and our businesses. And I'm just really excited for this year. And world is right around the corner. <laughs> it's uh, 21 weeks. I don't know if anybody's counting. It's 21 weeks. Yes. So which it's, means... uh, it's coming up quick. No, it's, it's great mm-hmm. to see, you know, 2019, 2020, it really sunk some people, but a lot of other people dug deep and now mm-hmm. they're becoming a better version of themselves. They're now applying that in 2021. Right. So I'm saying, you know, 2021 is going to be great, but 2022, oof, there's, there's a lot there. I mean, I'm excited for this year, but next year, man. Yeah. Cause this is like the application year. We're taking all of that, all of those lessons and applying them this year figuring out what to do, how to do it, working out all the kinks. And I feel like you're right. Like 2022 is just that year of execution. Oof, it's going to be awesome. Like, I mean, it's going to be next level. I think yeah. it's going to be one of the best years in the fitness industry people have seen. Cause they've re like you said, they've worked on themselves. They've had to take rest. They've had to learn patience and you know, now it's just applying it. And, and as you mentioned, you know, 2022, the delivery. I love Hell it. Hell yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, I probably need to go do my cardio now, speaking of worlds, but I just want to thank you so much for coming on this podcast. I was really excited to bring you on. You are my first out of state guest. So I've been really excited for that. For one, this project has been such a labor of love for me. And I think it's been something that's going to go great hand in hand with the fearless collective. And I hope it will reach a lot of the WBFF athletes to get them thinking along these mindsets too, if they're not here already. So I will drop all of the information in the show notes for you guys, information on the WBFF, Paul and Allison, the or the owners, Nathan and team dominate, which is my team and Nate, who you have here right now, and just some more information on the WBFF. Also, if you guys listening have any other questions about competing, about mindset, about confidence building, or just questions for Nate in general, make sure to reach out to one of us and let us know what else you guys want to talk about. And we'll be sure to jump back on this podcast leading up to worlds. I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about. So thank you again, Nate. I really appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. It was fun. It was nice to share share some stories, be in the podcast. This is great. It was fun. I had a great time. Thank you. Amazing. Okay. I'll see you guys next time. so much for listening to the fearless as fuck podcast it is my intention to continue to bring you uplifting empowering and overall inspiring interviews to help you continue to thrive and truly understand how to step into your power just like i did i am so honored you have taken the time to listen and i'd love to connect with each and every one of you don't forget you can find me on instagram and youtube at christina.lauren and at the fearless af podcast and on youtube you can search christina lauren the fearless collective don't forget to subscribe and share and leave a review i would love to know what you guys think of the podcast and also some thoughts on topics you would like me to cover and guests you would like to see on the fearless as fuck podcast i'll see you next time